So we're holding by Parakiyot Pasachafhe. We learned previously that through the process of or a mitumim or a lottery or a combination of the two, Shaul is chosen as the Melech. And the people say, Yechiyah And as I pointed out, that was not a, a unanimous thing by all the people, but rather was a small minority of people that were there that publicly proclaimed Shaul as the Melech. So when Pasar Chafei Vayidab Shmuel and Halaam, Shmuel speaks to the people, he talks about the protocols of a Jewish Melech, the halachas that apply to a Melech. Now, if you recall previously, we talked about a Machloikas. Remember when Shmuel tells the people about all of the things that a king can do, he can take your, draft your children into the army, take your daughters as his cook, steal your, uh, uh, confiscate your land, confiscate your grain and your olives. So we had a Machloikas there. Is that uh, abuses of power or is that within the king's right? So that was Machlechus between Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara and Sanhedrin. So here, according to those that said that previously Shmuel talk, talked about the uh, abuses of power, so now Shmuel has to tell the people the regular halachas, and that's what he does over here. And according to those that say that Shmuel, no, previously all those things that Shmuel said was within the king's right, so Shmuel merely repeats them here, reminding the people at the moment of the king's inauguration what exactly they're getting into. So, uh, in fact, the Malbim, who says that it's that previously it was abuses of power, he says previously it's called Mishpat Hamelech. That's the king's. Uh, it's within the king's right. To, in the, I'm sorry. It's within the king's power to abuse his power in that way. And here it's called Mishpat Hamlucha because here it's talking about the protocols, the halachas that apply to any Malach or any Malchus, not specifically abuses of power by a king. So Vayichtov Sefer Shmuel also writes it down in a book. Why? He wanted to preserve the authenticity of these halachas and not that in subsequent generations if people's sense of morality changes or people are influenced by the Goyim, they might start to change some of the rules of a king. So he wrote it down so that it would be preserved. Like a constitution. Like you have a constitution, right, that, uh, that is followed till this day. So Lahavdil is similar idea. Vayanach lefnei Hashem, he placed it in front of Hashem. According to Radak, it means he placed it in the Aaron. According to the Ralbag, he placed it next to the Aaron. So Vayishalach Shmuel as Kalam Ishlebeso. And Shmuel sends the people home. So either according to the Dasoifim, the people wanted to hear from Shaul, but Shaul was not a public, he didn't like the, the spotlight, and so he did not get up and speak publicly. So when Shmuel saw that Shaul was not going to get up and speak, so he sent the people home. End of, end of the meeting. Um, Al-Sheikh gives another shot. He sent the people home, no, to bring tribute to Shaul. That was customary, was to bring tribute. Um, and we'll see that not everybody did so. Uh, according to the Mayam Loye, Shmuel dispersed the people strategically because he was worried that if the Plishtim are going to find out that a Melech has been appointed and that all of Yisrael is gathering in one spot, so they're going to attack, right? Preemptively attack, assuming that the king is going to fight them. And so therefore Shmuel sent the people home to avoid an attack by the Plishtim. So Shmuel also goes home. Shmuel realized that he didn't have unanimous support from the people, as we'll see in the next Pasuk and in the next parak, that there were uh, a, a vocal minority of people that were against him, and in addition, there was only a minority that were vocally for him. Most of the people were just quiet on the matter, and so therefore he didn't have strong support as a melech, and so he decided, I'm not going to go and assume the throne and start ruling the people. He went home, figured, I'll wait until I have more widespread um, uh, following from the people. So he goes home, give also to give up. He did get some people, some warriors to join him that were touched by, inspired by Hashem in their hearts. So there were a group of people who were motivated to honor the Melech that was chosen by Hashem, says the Mitzudos, and therefore those people 
did follow Shalom. So he did get a sort of king's guard of people made up of people who were motivated to serve the Melech, the Melech of Hashem. So, Pasach of Zion, Ubenei Belial, there were these people of low character. Now, Belial is made up of the two words Beliol, without a yoke. So, normally it refers to people who don't serve Hashem, Beliol, they don't have the Ol Machos Shemayim. But in this Pasach, it means Beliol, that they didn't have the, the yoke of a Melech. In other words, they rejected Shaul vocally as the king. So, Ubenei Belial, Amru, they said, My Yoshienu how can this guy, how can Shaul help us? So according to the Barbanel, they were saying Shaul comes from a small Shevet, the youngest Shevet, and his family is even a small family within Shevet Binyamin, and how is he going to all of a sudden get enough support to be able to be a proper Melech and be able to defeat our enemies? So according to the Malbim, a different shot. The Malbim says, if you recall previously, we said that there was different motivations for selecting a Melech. And one of the motivations we said that was inappropriate is that the people said that they wanted to be ruled by a series of justice and a, a set of laws, just like all the other kings, any king from another nation just ruled based on his own sense of morality, whether or not it agreed with the Torah, whether or not it agreed with their religion. And so they said, we also want to be ruled by a king who rules based on what he thinks is right and wrong, and then forget the Torah, we just want to go based on the morality of the king and morality of the people. And so those people now are the same people that are saying, Now that Shmuel says that the king is going to rule based on the Torah and based on Hashem, so how's that going to help us? We wanted the king who would rule based on his own whims, based on what he thinks is right. And how's Shaul going to help us if he's ruling based on the Torah? So that's a nice shot from the, from the Malbim. So they publicly ridiculed him. They made fun of him. And in addition, they didn't bring tribute like, like everyone else was bringing. It was customary to bring a tribute, bring a gift to the new Melech to show, you know, that he, uh, you, you, you accept him as your Melech. And they d- did not. So publicly, basically, they are saying that this guy is not our king. And Shaul's response is quiet. He's like a mute. He did not respond in, in, in line with his character, which was that he wasn't, he wasn't interested in the spotlight he wasn't on of, and he was totally moichel on his cover. There is a machlekes, which those of you who love the deeper dives, we will do a deeper dive on this. Was this an appropriate response or not? There's a couple of Gemaras that talk about the ability of a king to be Michael on his cover and what a chiyav he has to respond. And so we'll, we'll do a deeper dive on whether it was appropriate for Shaul to respond or not. Um, but we'll see in the next parak as we start the next parak that pretty, pretty, pretty uh, Hashem brings about a series of events that cause that even these people, the Belial people, do come around and accept Shaul as the Melech when they are attacked by Nachash of Amoim.